rich traditions, real applications. This is Discover the Truth with Garrett Metal Detectors. Today on Discover the Truth, brought to you by Garrett Metal Detectors, my guest is Jocelyn Elizabeth. She's a brand ambassador for Garrett and a social media influencer that's running two popular channels with over 170,000 subscribers. She's now an experienced metal detector user, but she got her start just like everybody else, just a little bit of trial and error. And she started sharing that trial and error on her blog, which turned into that popular YouTube channel. She's just got that natural curiosity about things underground and above ground too. Jocelyn, thank you so much for joining me. Thanks for having me on. So let's start with you. I mean, tell me about Relic Recoverist and how you came to work with Garrett. Well, I have always been a treasure hunter since I was very young. I began as a teenager living in New England, searching for bottles out in the woods and kind of progressed from there. You know, in my early 20s, I was still out looking for bottles and uh, decided to maybe try metal detecting. I mean, they're pretty closely related. They're treasure hunting. So I bought my first metal detector, which was a Garrett Ace 250. And it just kind of went from there. From there, I upgraded to the AT Pro. And Garrett contacted me a little while later and wanted to sponsor me and let me be a brand ambassador for them. You're probably a unique brand ambassador for them. And that's simply because, you know, you're this young female. Now, I don't know if this is a recent photo of you. You had some color in your hair, some some radical colors in your hair. Yes. <laughs> yes. I've had some really crazy hair colors. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably a little different than what others would see there out in the field, kind of literally and figuratively. Absolutely. You can usually pick me out in a field. <laughs> There's Jocelyn. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's funny because that kind of um, that certainly makes your channel very unique because you're you're kind of putting a, a very young new spin to uh, to metal detecting. So, um, what was the initial draw, though? I mean, when you decided to buy that first metal detector, was it just a a whim that that occurred to you? Did you have um, somebody that maybe suggested, you know, hey, if you like this, you might try that? When I bought my first metal detector, the reasoning behind it, and I don't share this story very often because it's a little embarrassing, was that um, I was out digging for bottles, actually, and my kids showed up and we decided to take a walk in the woods. And I was letting my daughter play with my car keys, which is never a good idea because she was she was not even a year old and she had my car keys. And it was fall. And all the leaves were on the ground. And about 10 minutes into the walk, I'm like, I look down and my keys are gone. And it was one of those moments where I was like, oh, oh, no, this isn't good. Um, So I put out a plea on Facebook. uh, Anybody with a metal detector, can you please come and rescue me? My keys are somewhere out in the woods and I don't know where. So a woman came out and she used her metal detector to find the keys. And I was watching her use it. And that's really what got the gears turning and made me start thinking, you know, that's actually pretty cool. I wonder what I could find with that. I mean, bottles are cool, but, you know, I bet I could find some really old, neat stuff with a metal detector. So that's kind of what got me started in you know, the interest. It sparked my interest in metal detecting. From there, I've, I've always loved writing. So I decided that when I got my metal detector, I was going to blog about it. And 
so right off the bat, I started a blog about my learning curve, <laughs> learning this metal detector. And uh, it, it was a pretty successful blog. Uh, but I was watching all these people putting out videos. And I thought to myself, you know what? I could do that. I could put out videos. So then I started trying to make videos. And the first were, uh, I look back at them now and they were just painful. Of course, everyone always cringes at those first ones. I know, I know. but I go back and I look at those old videos. And, and so that's kind of how it began. And I just, I started making videos about it. And I started to see a success in making those videos. And I just stuck with it. And so that's kind of how the channel was born. It started from a blog that I was writing and it evolved into a channel. And uh, that's Relic Recovers. Now we're on at 71,000 subscribers. Congratulations. And so I understand it spawned a new channel too uh, that was, uh, it was kind of born from a challenge that you had in wanting to metal detect one day. What happened? Yes. So I live in South Central Pennsylvania and it does get cold here. So unfortunately, when it gets cold, it's sometimes hard to dig because the ground freezes and you've got about four or five inches of frozen ground and it's it gets hard to get your shovel into the ground. You can still metal detect, but you can't dig anything up. So, you know, right. what's the point? Uh, so I decided that I was going to continue putting content out on my channel, um, kind of a different kind of content, but still treasure hunting content. And so I decided to start going out to thrift stores and antique stores and look for treasure there that I could flip for a profit. And this was something I've, I've done in the past. I owned my own estate liquidation business in my mid-20s. So it, it was fun. It was some, something I'm good at. It's another hobby of mine. And I just kind of started putting that on my Relic Recoverage channel. And once the ground thawed, I moved it over onto its own channel. And I called it Crazy Lamp Lady. So... Yeah, I can, uh, I'll have to pull back the curtain a little bit and say I can identify with that greatly. I had started with an estate sale. I bought a lamp. It led to two lamps. It led to five lamps. And then all of a sudden I was making the rounds at Goodwill and Salvation Army and the various thrift stores. And uh, I, I've got more lamps and lampshades in my in my home office than I care to admit. So... <laughs> <laughs> It happens. It does. I mean, in my room right now, I think I've got about six of them. I know. And the funny thing is, I was thinking, I was talking to my mom about it. I was like, I really like this one and this one and this one. And so I wonder, is four, like four plugged in lamps in my office too much? And she's like, um, yeah, that's a lot of light. I was like, but I could put, I could put more dim bulbs in there. I mean, it doesn't have to be. She's like, yeah, four is a lot. I was like, hmm, okay, I guess so. We were trick-or-treating with our kids this year. We were, you know, going by the houses and everybody has their lights on and we were going by one house and the kids go up to the door and they had their lights on so you can see in their living room. And I'm looking in there and I'm counting the lamps and I'm like, they've got at least <laughs> 10 lamps in their living room. They're just like me. I feel like we could be friends. Exactly. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. It's a fascinating trade to be in, in metal detecting, um, just as it's, it's fascinating to, uh, to be able to create a blog and then a successful YouTube channel from that. It seems obvious that, like I said, you would stand out in a field uh, among your other fellow relic hunters uh, simply because you're young and you're, you know, you're a female. And I think it's a great infusion of youth and um, kind of a change of pace for for the hobby. 
it is kind of obvious that this kind of line of work is very male dominated. Uh, was there ever a time that that kind of really became apparent to you? Like it, it was super obvious that you were very different than the others in the industry. I think that became apparent very quickly, <laughs> especially in looking at my demographics, uh, both on my blog and and my videos. Yeah, I'm uh, curious you, who it's who is your audience then. You know, um, it's funny because you know you brought up my other channel and my Crazy Lamp Lady channel. The demographic is 91% female and 8% male, and Relic Recoverist is completely flip flop. It's 91% male and 8% female. So, so it's just it's an interesting uh, demographic switch, but I feel like you know it is a male-dominated hobby, and uh, you, you go to any of the events, and you'll see a handful of women, but mostly, mostly it's men. Have that ever posed a challenge for you? I mean, in any 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 field that is male-dominated, um, you know, sometimes there are obvious like kind of what what year are we in again like it's it just it happens it happens to everybody so i mean was there ever a time where you were like wow i i really didn't expect to to experience that yes i have i mean i have had some negative experiences but i think the positive experiences kind of outweigh that um i've met some really wonderful men who metal detects uh, a lot of my digging partners are men obviously there's not very many women who do it uh, but my boyfriend, even I met him through metal detecting, you know, uh, so there, there are a lot of great guys out there. There are some that are old fashioned, you could say, uh, but, yeah. but there are a lot of guys out there who, who are willing to welcome women in and it's, you know, it's great. I, I really enjoy the hobby. So I'm willing to put up with some negative experiences, but overall it's in the grand scheme of things, it's no big deal. I think you've you've found that it's worth it to kind of push through uh, some of that, uh, some of those experiences. Absolutely. And I mean, it's just silly little things like, you know, making fun of my hair or the way I dress, you know, with the tank tops and it's just silly stuff. I'm curious. I don't want to go, you know, in, in, a, in a negative spin or anything, but I'm curious though, do you find it difficult for people to take you seriously, even though you're very talented? Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, how do you overcome that then? Uh, you know, it's just, it's all about getting out there uh, and showing them that I know what I'm doing. There's been plenty of times where I've gone to events and people have seen me out there and my technique of metal detecting and they're like, wow, you actually know what you're doing. Like, yeah, I know what I'm doing. I mean, come on, what did you expect? Like, yes, of course. I didn't just find my dad's metal detector and start playing with it. It's all about the technique. And it's hard because there are a few channels out there, uh, one in particular I won't mention, but uh, it's it's a woman who dresses very provocatively. And, and it's not really about metal detecting. Yeah, she's selling that angle. She's not out there for metal detecting, I don't. <laughs> so so it's, it's kind of, you know, battling against that stereotype. Like, yeah, no, I can metal detect. I can find stuff. And uh, so, you know, when people see me actually out there metal detecting, even the people who, who in the past have said, yes, she doesn't actually metal detect. She doesn't know what she's doing. She's spoon fed her sights. Um, I get that a lot. People will say that, oh, she just, people give her sights because she can't do her own research. I do a lot of my own research. I find my own sights. I hold my own. You are super cute. And, and that's the thing is that you do stand out because you're knowledgeable, you're smart, you know what you're doing. And you've created a well-read, well-watched 
um, kind of media, a multimedia, you know, um, presence from that. And that, uh, that is kind of putting you, I think, uh, leaps and bounds among others, or I guess ahead of others, uh, because it's a way to bring the sport and the hobby to others for, you know, if they had never received an introduction to metal detecting, uh, but they stumbled across uh, your channel and especially for young females, like if they see somebody that looks like them and talks like them and, and feels like, you know, Hey, I could be friends with this chick, then, you know, they're more likely to be like, well, if she's doing it, I think I can do it. And I think it's kind of helped, maybe helped a new generation. Have you, have you heard that, that sentiment before? Yes, I have. And, you know, one of my favorite things is going to events and having young people come up to me, especially like really young people, but having young people come up at all ages, but, you know, the young people come up to me and, you know, want to take their picture with me and want to have me sign an autograph for them. I mean, to me, that's that just it, it means everything to me. That's awesome. Well, uh, let me ask you. So what was the very first relic that you found? first relic or first find because my first find was a drainage culvert and it was super embarrassing I'm like wow what is this signal and I just kept digging for about 20 minutes before I realized that I was right on top of a drainage culvert oh funny but I'm sure that I mean that's that's a kind of experience that happens to everybody yep it's all a learning experience Um, yeah the next find was a uh, rusted crowbar that was okay. a good one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. <laughs> you know, but a lot of people they pick up a metal detector and they expect to instantly go out and find something amazing. But there it does. It takes a while to learn your machine and, and go out and find something great. You find a lot of junk. Right. Um, but I'd have to say my probably my first find that got me excited was it was an old Indian head penny. Oh yeah. Um, and I actually, you know, I, I feel horrible. I can't remember the date on it. But it, it was, uh, I want to say it was 1870s. I do remember that much. But th- that was the first find that I was like, oh, my gosh, this is the coolest thing This is thing real. Ever. Like, this is a real yeah, deal. Oh, yeah. That, and it, it was a, a month or two in. Like, I just, I kept finding crap. Yeah. <laughs> and I and you stuck, stuck with, it, with it. I did. I stuck with it. And I knew that eventually I was going to find that one thing. And then I did. And I was just hooked. Yeah. What's the uh, very latest thing that you found? Well, the latest thing I found was probably at an event uh, about a month ago at Pound the Ground. Uh, we went to an event up in uh, upstate New York. It was really cold. <laughs> and, yes. And I, I found a little, it was a very tiny uh, sterling silver buckle. Oh. And that was, that was the most recent find. And uh, what's been your favorite find so far? That is always such a hard question. <laughs> I bet. I know, because uh, that's the thing. Unless, like, you've found, like, far and away, like, the crown jewels or something. Yes, like, it, yes. It's, everything has its own unique <laughs> value to it. What's the funkiest thing, I guess, you found that, that only you would appreciate? The funkiest thing? Oh, I've got a good one for that. Oh, oh, I don't know if I really appreciate it. I've got a weird find. <laughs> I found a like a pet's leg that had been fused. Oh it was like out in the middle of a field. It was like a bone fused together. That was the weirdest. Wow. Find. Um, I'd say probably my favorite find was um, the French testin that I found while I was in England oh. two two years ago. Mm-hmm. That was probably my favorite find, and I I just don't know why, but to me it was it was just the way the signal was. I thought it was iron, and I just about given up on it. 
But then I decided I was just going to dig it up anyway. And it was so deep. And I threw the dirt out expecting to see like a horseshoe or something. And there was this huge silver coin just sitting in on the ground. <laughs> I just lost it. I absolutely lost it. And the date on the coin was 1553. Oh, wow. So. That's yeah. fantastic. That's fantastic. Yep. Well, and that that kind of fuels you. So for all of those times that you're like, okay, this is a drainage pipe, then you find something that's so special. Yeah. It's one good find to the next, you know, and all the stuff in between is like, oh gosh, but then you find something great again and it fuels you to the next find. Well, that kind of leads us to, uh, to kind of a, the final question. And that's for beginner metal detectors, uh, what advice do you have? Uh, you know, it sounds like perseverance is certainly and patience really are two virtues you need. Uh, but I guess what would you like, how would you direct address them um, specifically for people who kind of get discouraged and be like, I am just finding junk. I am never going to find anything worthwhile. Should I give it up? Well, my best advice to everyone is just to stick with it. It took me months to find my first great find. and But once I found it, it was like game on. It was just like that passion was lit and I was going full force. And I think that, uh, that that's, you know, it's the perseverance and it's, it's the determination. And you need to be able to go out and uh, find good places to dig. I mean, location has a lot to do with it. Uh, whether you're asking friends and family, hey, do you know of any old places um, that I could get permission to go metal detecting? I mean, a lot of people don't think about that. A lot of people just go to parks and stuff. There's nothing wrong with parks, but it, 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 all, it all depends on what you're looking for. If you're looking for modern change, then yeah, a park is great for you. If you want to find something old like, like I look for, then you're going to have to find a property that has some history to it. And that means talking to people and getting permissions and that sort of thing. So, um, but you just gotta stick with it and you gotta you gotta work towards it. And uh, it's it's a little bit of work, but it's totally worth it once you find that Indian head penny or whatever it is that you find. Jocelyn Elizabeth, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thank you.